We're back. We're back and we're better. <laughs> Just kidding. Well rested. <laughs> we had a much needed break. I think we both needed it and deserved it. Definitely. A vacation, a break. Um, but yeah, we're back and we're on episode 10. Ten. Oh, I'm so excited. Remember when we would talk about this on the, like the first episode? When we were recording the first episode, like imagine we're in episode 10. And we would always say episode 10 has to be a special one. So yeah, n- like like something out of your comfort zone definitely yeah yeah for sure um but i honestly was not too scared for this one shocker yeah so do you want to tell them what we're doing for episode 10 today we're gonna be talking about the ouija board or better known as la ouija and i'm gonna cover the demon yeah i'm gonna go a little bit more into like the history which was really interesting like i think that's why i wasn't that scared of it because i actually got very entertained by it um so we're gonna start there and we've already protected ourselves we did so i talked to my cousin the one that we talk about that's a medium and i was like okay this time i need to prepare myself and our house and everything so she told us to start and end with salmo 91 psalm 91 and it's a good thing i feel like for us to say just because if anyone needs protection or you know you're gonna go into some negative territory you can always listen or read psalm 91 if you want to protect yourself dude i went wild i didn't know protection or nothing and you know how we said we were gonna go to a coffee shop i didn't do that i did it at home i didn't even pray i didn't think of nothing i was straight up research demon all that i have cats though (laughs) i know don't cats protect you yeah that's what they say i feel like that's true because shit hasn't happened around my house since i got the cats so i'm gonna believe it We all know my experience with La Llorona, so I knew for this one, I'm going to be prepared. I was actually very surprised to learn that the Ouija board originated here in the U.S. I don't know why I always thought that it originated in Mexico or another country. It made sense, though, when I learned about spiritualism in the 19th century. So for those that don't know, spiritualism is defined as a belief or religious practice based on communication with the spirits of the dead. What was really interesting is that... I feel like the Christian church kind of accepted it. Like it didn't interfere with your Christian belief. You could have a whole seance on Saturday and then like go to church on Sunday. Like it wasn't. It wasn't looked down upon how it is now. It wasn't like, you know, the whole Salem witch trials and all that. Like, No. no, it was like very accepted and normal. So in a lot of articles that I read, it seemed to tie back to Margaret and Kate Fox back in the year 1848. The Fox sisters became instant celebrities after they made contact with a dead person. It ended up sparking a national obsession that became known as modern spiritualism. At the time, there were different ways to contact spirits, including pendulums, seances, tarot card reading, and there was table turning or also called table tilting. So now just on a side note, I want to mention that during this time, spiritualism played a big part specifically in the U.S. because life expectancy was less than 50. There were a lot of children deaths due to unknown diseases and a lot of people were dying in war. So many people wanted to contact their loved ones. In table tilting, you could use it different ways. A group of people will sit around a round table with their fingers slightly touching the edge. You can say, okay, tilt it left if yes, tilt it right if no. Or you could say each letter of the alphabet, and if the table turns, you write that letter down until you have your message. Fun fact, Mary Todd Lincoln, who is the wife of Abraham Lincoln, practiced spiritualism and sciences. 
after her son that was 11 years old passed away in 1862. That's why they say the house is haunted, the White House. Yeah, because she she was really spiritual yeah. and had a lot of, was very involved. Another form of communication was a talking board, which was usually a wooden board with letters written out and also numbers. And you used a small board on top called a planchette, which is triangular or heart-shaped. Attached to the planchette is a pencil. And after asking questions, it would spell out an answer. So it's very, very similar to what we know as a Ouija board. Mm -hmm. In 1890, Charles Kennard from Baltimore decided to make money from this new phenomenon taking over the U.S. He got four investors together and they opened the Kennard Novelty Company, who designed and created what we now know as a Ouija board. None of the investors were actually spiritualists, but saw it as a business opportunity. When they first created it, they were just going to call it the Witch Board. But they contacted a woman named Helen Peters, who was a medium. And when she asked the board what they should name it, it spelled out O-U-I-J-A. When she asked what it meant, it spelled out good luck. When they took the Ouija board to file for a patent, the officer demanded a demonstration that it worked. The officer said if the Ouija board can accurately spell his name, which I'm guessing had a special way of spelling it, he will prove it. So they sat down and called on the spirits and the officer was visibly shaken when the Ouija board spelled out his name. At that moment, he approved the application and filed it under toy or game. So this new toy made a lot of money. I mean, it was made in a time when World War One and two happened and people just needed something to believe in. In 1967, over two million boards were sold outselling the game of Monopoly. But during this time, a lot of mysterious and dangerous things were also happening. Deaths, assassinations, cryptic messages from beyond were also taking place. In one instance, a woman in Chicago was taken to a mental hospital when she claimed that the Ouija board told her to kill her mother and bury her in her backyard. Oh my god. Yeah. It was a lot of stories like this. So it was like, it was helping you connect with your loved ones, but I feel like other people were also getting like the evil messages mm -hmm. as well. But nobody really talked about those. It was until the very popular movie, The Exorcist, came out in 1973. In the movie, Reagan was possessed by a demon after playing the Ouija board, making the perception of the board change to dark and evil. I think also people started using it differently and with different intentions after they saw that as well. Um, because until then, it was totally normal, like I said, to play the board, just like how you would play family games. Yeah, and like, it, it does bring fear. I think that's where my fear began after watching the exorcist yeah because well i mean i was pretty little so i don't know but i feel like i hadn't really heard of the ouija board or it wasn't a thing for me or maybe mm -hmm. our family either or everywhere until they saw the exorcist so yeah that's my history on the ouija board all right okay one thing i do want to say that when everything happened the whole um ouija board stuff they started banning harry potter and snow white Oh, I read that, but, and I made like a mental note, like, look up why Snow White is banned. The witch. Oh. Yeah. Because oh, she was like casting a spell. Yeah. But I feel like that was almost every Disney movie. I, Even now. I feel like a lot of Disney movies were banned or not banned, mm -hmm. but they were trying to. Yeah. Because if you think about like Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. Rapunzel. I don't know. Or maybe it was Sleeping Beauty. No, it was, it it was Snow, Snow White. White. Yeah. Okay. I remember reading Snow White and I remember thinking that like, wait, why? That's mm. crazy. 
So now on to my part. Gotti, are you ready? Yes. Are y'all ready? Actually, no. I changed my mind. I'm not. <laughs> Saquen el rosario, por favor. No, I'm kidding. It's not that scary. Pull out the Psalm 91 again. Some play the Ouija board to connect with loved ones. Others play out of curiosity, right? But when you get a random visit from this specific demon, make sure you immediately exit the game by bringing your planchette to goodbye. If not, you could possibly leave something open. That I'm going to quickly say this is Jessica's second time recording that part because the first time it literally just what, what was it? The interface died? No, it just, it turned, it just off. turned off. It turned off literally, as I said, if not, you could possibly leave something open that can follow you for the rest. And then it just started making this little like <laughs> noise and it turned off. Yeah. And then Jessica's like, well, the battery's probably dead. And then it turned on and it's fine. The battery is not dead. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'll be covering Zozo, the demon that haunts the Ouija. Mm. Keep an eye on that, Cari. Dude, I'm watching it. <laughs> Zozo, a.k.a. Zaza. <laughs> I thought you were to say Zaddy. <laughs> Zo, or Bazuzu, has been around for hundreds of years. Most people have encounters with him when playing the Ouija board. He is a powerful demon that can cause physical and mental harm. Which, thinking back to your story, I think this is the dude that caused or came out and told the girl to kill her family. Oh, really? He's like one of the most known or well-known demon that comes into the board and does all the menacing things. Mm. I think that's what it is. When you said that, I immediately thought it was him who was doing it. Not the board, but this demon. Yeah. Like he comes through the board. Yes. Zozo likes to play tricks, Gary. So... Many that have played and had encounters with him say that he was portraying to be a relative. It is possible to contact him outside of the game, like, for example, during hypnosis, automatic writing, and EVP sessions. But how did Zozo rise to fame? Back in 2009, a guy named Darren Evans reported an encounter with Zozo while using the Ouija board. He decides to write a post about this encounter on a forum called True Ghost Tales, and his post goes viral. He said that when he started playing, everything was fine. He was communicating with a family member who recently passed away when all of a sudden the planchette goes wild, going from Z, O, Z, O, Z, O, Z, O, back to Z, O, mm -hmm. Z, O, spelling out Sozo more than three times. The demon said it came to take Darren's family to paradise. Then the planchette slowly moves to the letters H-E-L-L, -L, spelling out hell, as in that's paradise. Mm -hmm. Darren said that his then-girlfriend had a personality change after the entity said that he intended to possess her. The demon threatened his young daughter saying he was going to steal her soul and she nearly drowned. Later, almost died and was hospitalized for a mysterious infection after he couldn't drown her. No, it's crazy. She was only oh, one no. year old. 
he says that he walked into the bathroom and he saw her floating or like her head was facing up mm -hmm. but the water was rising and the mom stepped away just for like a quick second just to go get something and the water was off when she stepped away and something made him go into the restroom and sees that his daughter is like with her face up or like her head up trying not to drown and the water was on oh wow yeah it was fucking creepy these may all be coincidences, but how can you explain the strange occurrences around his home? People who would visit Darren would report hearing voices coming from inside the walls. Bitch, imagine Dude, us just sitting here and someone whispering to us inside oh, your walls. Lights would turn on and off by themselves. Doors would unlock and open without anyone around to unlock and open the door. After his viral forum post, Many Zozo stories appeared all over the internet. Encounters follow a similar pattern. They have a Ouija board session. The entity appears to be friendly, but then ends up to be hostile. Strange occurrences take place during the session, and in every one of these encounters, the entity identifies itself as Zozo. But Zozo didn't start from Darren. People believe that the name Zozo comes from Pasusu. A Mesopotamian deity that's said to be the king of demons associated with the wind. He is considered an ally for humans who call on him for protection. They believe that incantations and displaying his icon can help ward off other demons by using his malevolent power against them. So I think of this like La Santa Muerte. You know how like she's used for protection. People pray for her. They have an altar. That's kind of like the idea that I got from him because they said icon, but they have statues of Pazuzu, wow. which is the, the Mesopotamian deity. When I read that, I was like, oh, so it's kind of like you're using him as protection. I didn't want to compare him to a saint, but I wanted to compare him more yeah. to like La Santa Muerte because that is kind of what I'm getting. Pesusu was also the demon from the movie The Exorcist. Oh. So he's the demon that possesses Reagan. Wow. Yeah. So he's the one that changed the game. Yes. And in 2012, I Am Zozo, a psychological thriller was released. The movie revolves around five teenagers who play with the Ouija board on Halloween and summon a demon. The movie was inspired by the many encounters from Zozo found online. But there will always be skeptics and many believe that Zozo is fake. Skeptics believe it was all made up by Darren. Even though Darren said that he googled Zozo and found several encounters similar to his, there are people that have tried to debunk it, saying there's no evidence of Zozo post prior to his post in 2009. They kind of compare it to Slenderman. You know how he's a made-up folklore that started off as a, like, um, like contest. Yeah, it was like a contest submission. Yeah. So they think that that's what Zozo is. Okay. These are skeptics. So Darren wrote a book back in 2016 with his experiences and uh, because he didn't stop playing that one time. No, he kept playing. This dude like didn't give a After shit. After what happened? Yeah. What like he hell? kept playing. I No, actually, um, the breaking point was his daughter. But okay. there was many things that led up to that. Yeah. And they say that in his book, he added a lot more details so they feel like, oh, he's making that shit up because, you know, he's he's adding stuff now 
today, Darren refuses to even pronounce the demon's name as he believes that you can manifest this demon by just bringing it up or even thinking about it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> How did I know? Oh. I knew you were going to be like, <laughs> okay, bitch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Darren felt that him and his family were under a demonic attack and had to have an exorcist done to cast out the demon that followed them. Another story in the book called The Dictionnaire Infernal, released in 1816, tells the story of a young girl who's possessed by three demons, one being Zozo. Even though this story was later proven to be false and the girl was punished for the false claims of possession, this is kind of proof that... Zozo does exist. People knew about him prior to 2009. Now, I'm not sure if um, you are familiar with the true story behind The Exorcist. No. No? Okay. So earlier that I mentioned the movie, Patusu was a demon that possessed Reagan. But the real life 14-year-old was a boy with the pseudonym Roland Doe. They had to conceal his name because he was, you know, Mm -hmm. a teenager. Roland was the victim of Zozo in 1951. Roland's aunt was a regular Ouija board user. They'd both used the board together. When Roland's aunt passed away, Roland was trying to contact her, but Zozo appeared and started possessing the 14-year-old. So the exorcist was inspired by Roland's story. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Warning signs to Zozo's arrival. Rapid movements. So if you are playing with the Ouija board, and you think you may be in contact with Zozo, look out for rapid movements. The planchette might begin moving rapidly, making a figure eight or a rainbow shape side to side. If you are undergoing hypnosis, the pendant or pendulum might begin to swing. And this reminded me of that new Exorcist movie that we watched. Remember how they use a pendulum this time? Yeah, they did. And... It starts um, swirling, and that's when they go under possession. And that's the same demon that was after the girls, which is Zozo, that was um, originally haunting Reagan. Yeah. That's the demon. Yeah. Dude, this is crazy. Okay, I'm going to remember this because the stories are coming up. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah, it just reminded It just like. It's reminding you everything? Yeah. Okay, Zozo might announce himself by spelling out his name. You might feel a sudden weight of dread or unease descend upon you. Darkness, lots of darkness. You might see shadows moving or the room you are in might get darker. The power goes out or electronic devices start acting up. Oh my God. (laughs) Your face. A rotten Meat smell may fill the air. But I <laughs> act like... Does this smell like rotten meat? Does it smell like huevos? <laughs> it won't let you end the session. So the planchette will move back to no when you try to say goodbye. Oh, no. I know. Many report that after years of coming in contact with Zozo, he won't leave and they will encounter him years later. If you feel that Zozo is with you, you better stay calm. In the event that you find yourself summoning <laughs> bro, chill him. The fuck out. <laughs> yeah, bro, chill, bitch. <laughs> chill. Okay? 
<laughs> in the event that you find yourself summoning him, here are some things to keep in mind. Remain calm. Demons and other evil spirits feed off of fear. So take deep, calming breaths. You're like, I can't. Dude, I, can't. I, would, I could never. I don't know. I always say I won't be scared because I feel that when I start feeling a little scared, I tell myself, I, you know how I always say, be scared of the living, not the dead. Mm -hmm. I always tell that to myself when I start feeling some type of fear. I'm like, it's not alive. It's not alive. It's not alive. And then I just get over it. But then I don't know, like, a demon. Close the session. So if you are playing the Ouija board, make sure you move the planchette to goodbye and formally close the game. If you are using another contact method, close it immediately. Do not speak his name. Using his name gives him power. Avoid speaking about him or to him. Welp. There it is. Psalm. We're going <laughs> to do the psalm after. <laughs> Seek help. If you feel you still have his ozone nearby, seek out help from a paranormal professional or your priest. Mm -hmm. And remember to say goodbye. Don't speak his name if you ever encountered his presence while playing the Ouija board. Or easily, just don't play the fucking game. Just don't do it. Don't zone zo zo around. <laughs> Dude, wow. Yeah, that's the story of my demon. I was going to look up you know how I told you I was going to look up some encounters, but I was like, no, we have some encounters that were sent to us that I haven't heard. Yeah, no, you haven't heard them. All right. So we're going to go ahead and start with some of the stories that were sent to us by our family, pretty much. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, duh. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> well one of, one of them is, is your cousin from yeah. your dad's side but two of them it's from our mom's yeah. side i'm gonna start off with our cousin nancy i was in my first year of middle school and my classes were held at a later time in the day this particular day was the last day of school and our teacher didn't show up this class was from 7 10 p.m to 8 p.m so in Mexico, they have two different breaks or um, times where they go to school. So you have your morning shift, which is, I say shift, like they're going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so you have your morning classes, which are from, um, I think it's like 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then you have your evening classes, which are from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m., which were the classes that she would go to. Because I remember when we would go in the summer, Remember, she was still in school like a few weeks and she would always get home late because we would wait for her in the corner. I don't know if you remember by La Tiendita en la Esquina. Yeah, I think I do remember her getting home late at night. Yeah, and she would get home with her uniform and be like, why are you going to school so late? Mm -hmm. and it was because of that because they have like those split um, mm -hmm. Yeah, split I didn't know that. And so I, whenever she sent that like 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., I was like, well, that's really late for a middle schooler. That's, that's actually kind of scary. Well, because the teacher wasn't there, my classmates began to play La Ouija. I was just on the side watching them play when one of my classmates said that she wanted to play too. She asked La Ouija if it wanted to play with her and La Ouija said no. When they asked why, La Ouija replied, because she doesn't believe. So then they asked, who do you want to play with? And it answered, con Nancy. 
Suddenly, the classroom lights turned off and we saw someone walk by at the back of the classroom. But that was impossible because the only ones that had keys were the janitors and they weren't close by. We got scared and stopped playing. The next day, they brought La Ouija again. This time, I played with another classmate. When we began playing, the lights turned off and we see a guy passing by again. But this time, he stood still watching us. We decide to stop playing. I took a bus on my way home that night. Sitting in the back row was that same guy that appeared in the classroom. It was only me, the driver, and the guy. When I got off the bus, I take a look at the bus window and see him sitting behind my seat, still inside the bus. I get home and I see him standing outside. I got really scared and ran inside the house. I began to see him everywhere. The next day, I was talking to my classmate, the one who I played the Ouija board with. We were talking outside of our school. We turned to look at an abandoned house across the street, and there he was. We both turned and looked at each other and realized we were seeing the same spirit. I saw him everywhere, to the point where he would wake me up in the mornings. When I would sleep, he would move or shake my bed. And when I would open my eyes, he'd be standing there. He was tall, skinny, with a fair complexion. He wore all black with a black hat. It took a while to get rid of him. I offered three masses at church, but that made things even worse. His features started changing. He became more pale and his face had burns. His eyes looked red as if filled with blood. He was with me on the bus, the stores, and even when I showered. It wasn't until my mom intervened one day when she started getting angry that he was haunting me. We heard what sounded like birds fighting on the roof of a building. Catching my attention, I look up and it was him standing there on top of the roof. My mom noticed how scared I was and she said, ¿Por qué no te apareces a mí, mendigo perro desgraciado? Why don't you appear to me? And from that day on, my mom would see him too. We ended up offering him nine more masses at church. I would see his face change back to how it was when I first started to see him. On the ninth mass, he was standing outside the church. He looked like he did the first time I saw him. With his hand, he waved, saying goodbye to me and my friend, and we didn't see him again. Dude, I remember this, but I also remember her saying that his face would appear in the church window when you walk in. You know how they have the windows? They're like a rainbow glass yeah. mm -hmm. that she would see his face popping up through the window. I don't remember her saying this. Honestly, I, got, I don't remember this story. I remember her playing the Ouija board and I know she had a story, but I feel like I remember she's seen so much stuff that I feel like I was completely picturing something else whenever she said she had a story but yeah oh and interesting another thing that she said was that this happened after a big explosion um that happened in their city she thinks it was someone that died in that fire yeah which would explain like the burns and everything yeah it could be it. like it, it was probably like an evil spirit that was attached to the border pulled energy from the board yeah and decided to make themselves known somehow and started appearing to her how he truly looked after yeah. death mm -hmm. maybe he started feeling more comfortable around her i mean yeah. he was with her everywhere what was interesting after the three masses when she said everything got worse so 
I wonder why. And maybe it got worse to her, but he felt more comfortable to show how he looked. Because mm. she was giving these masses to him. Because it sounds like it was a peaceful goodbye. He just waved yeah. goodbye after the ninth mass. Yeah. And you know, like, they're, they're called novenarios for a reason because mm-hmm. you pray for them for nine days so they can rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But I, I know we always do the, we always do the novenario. Um, but I wonder why nine. I don't know. We should look into that. Yeah, we should. All right. All right. So the next story is by Kike. This happened in Mexico City in 1999 or 2000 when I was studying in college. Some of my classmates from another group started bringing and playing La Ouija. They would do it just for fun, and honestly, I didn't really believe that it was real. They would spend all day playing and would tell me to join them, and I would sometimes. The triangle would move and tell us answers to questions when we asked. I remember it told us its name. I can't remember the name now, but it told us its name and that he had burned to death and had suffered a lot. I started telling myself there has to be a logical explanation on how they know all the answers to these questions. The time I got really scared was when a girl classmate would want to join, but the Ouija wouldn't move or it would say it wanted to leave. One day, the same girl came again, and La Ouija began to make circles with me and the classmates playing in front of me, but it would creak really loud. When I tried making circles on the board later using the triangle, it wouldn't make the same sound. In Spanish, she said, rechinaba muy fuerte, which translates to creaking. It's like that sound that a chair makes when you push it on the floor and it makes like a loud creaking sound Mm -hmm. so that's the sound that the triangle with the planchette was making um circles and that's why whenever you were telling me that like the infinity symbol like on Mm -hmm. the board was kind of like a demon trying to come in trying to come in um it reminded me of this because he was like it was like a really like strong circle and it was like even making the board creak so i don't know it just kind of reminded me of that It was the first time that I really felt scared. Another thing was that usually we played in a greenery area in the school. And when we would play and a butterfly would pass, the planchette would quickly move to saying goodbye for some reason. One day, the classmates that played it ran by and said, hey, you don't believe in La Ouija? Come see this. So me and the friend I was with ran to the farthest area of the school. When we got there, they had a girl pinned against the wall. And mind you, the guy holding her was a big, tall guy and was using all his strength to hold her back. The girl's face was so scary. Her eyes were dark and creepy, and her gaze was like if she wasn't there. Everyone was getting really nervous because they were scared to get in trouble. The guy that was using his force to hold her back got tired and desperate and punched the girl in the stomach. Mm. I told him, hey, like, calm down. But the girl didn't even react to it. She didn't even flinch with the hit. She turned back to look at him with her dark eyes and laughed. It sounded more like a growl. It was a dark laugh that said, ha ha. Oh my God. I just like pictured that whole thing. Que <gasps> feel. Yeah. And I'm guessing like whenever, because he actually did like the ha ha ha. Do you want me to show it to you? Okay. Pero le dio el puñetazo y la muchacha no hizo ningún gesto. Absolutamente. Le hubiera sacado el aire, pero fácil. No hizo ningún gesto. Lo único que hizo fue voltearlo a ver y soltó una carcajadota así. Tenía una voz muy fea. Se vio ya una voz muy fea. Y, o sea, este cuate, te digo, le dijo, ya te calmas, pum, le suelta el golpazo así en el estómago, en el abdomen y no le hizo nada. Un chavo mucho más grande que ella. 
Yeah, whenever he did that, I really pictured like the Exorcist movie whenever she would laugh, whenever they were trying to perform exorcisms. Yeah. My friend next to me said, bro, I'm leaving. This does not feel right. I ended up leaving too to avoid getting into trouble. I did hear that the girls that came to tell me had gone to a church to get holy water. Later that day, I heard what actually happened. It turns out that the girl who the Ouija didn't want to play with played that day. They were all sitting in a circle on the grass when the girl got up and started running around, taking her clothes off, and they told her, hey, calm down, sit down. They tried to control her, but she wouldn't stop. She took off running, and this guy tackled her. They all helped put her clothes back on and took her to another area to try to get her to calm down. And that's when everything else happened. After all this, the girl stopped coming to school for a while. She was someone that no one really talked to or noticed until she started coming around to play La Ouija with us. After she came back, none of us talked to her because we were afraid of her. To be honest, if you asked me, I would tell you I would never play again. Dude, this is so scary. Okay, so I'm thinking what was going on when they were playing originally before she came in was a good spirit. The spirit itself didn't want to talk to her because she must have had something going mm -hmm. on and it was avoiding it. The mm. whole butterfly thing, butterflies are known to be like a good omen. Mm -hmm. One passing by, it's immediately going to say goodbye if it's something evil. Yeah. And then the fact that the planchette started going all crazy was most likely because the demon was trying to come into the game yeah. while the spirit who they were originally playing with was trying to fight it off because that is something that they say happens. So she most definitely was already carrying something that was... You know, it was kind of yeah. evil that was giving the Ouija board or the spirit a bad vibe yeah. and didn't want have, didn't want nothing to do with her. Yeah. Then eventually she ended up playing. Yeah, and got possessed. Exactly, because the demon was able to come yeah. through the board. Or maybe she wanted that. I mean, you know, maybe she wanted to play, you know, like to call She's this demon curious, or something. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe if they say that nobody talked to her, if they say, what, what did he say? That she was, uh, nobody really talked to her. She was mm -hmm. like to herself, I guess. Yeah. If they say that that's how she was, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's something that she's been interested in or yeah. she has done it in the past. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, who they were talking to wasn't someone evil until she walked in to play the game yeah. that's literally what i'm thinking but that's just fucking scary i know to actually witness someone being possessed yeah dude i don't know man that is and i'd scary. be like well, bye like yeah <laughs> i'm out of here i think i would too i'd be like huh, no yeah <laughs> bye-bye okay so now i'm gonna go on to veronica's story we were about 16 to 17 years old when me and my friends played it we were studying in nuevo laredo and stayed at some lady's house we turned off the lights, turned a small lamp on so the lady wouldn't notice the light on, and we played La Ouija. We would ask questions like, what's your name? What are you doing here? Show us a sound or something so we can know you're here. We would hear sounds or movement in the backyard. We really just played it for fun and saw it as a game because we never imagined how dangerous it was and what doors it can open. So then I took it home to Rodriguez, Mexico, where I was living at the time. We were at my aunt's house who lived in the house across from mine, and we began playing. We asked, what's my mom doing? And it replied, she's looking for you. Then we asked, 
What did she make to eat? And it replied, chiles rellenos. A moment later, my mom comes in and says, Te ando buscando para que te vengas a comer. I'm looking for you so you can come eat. And I asked, what did you make to eat? And she said, chiles rellenos. We got so scared because we knew this was real. Our uncle came in and got really mad at us for playing because apparently a girl in our town went crazy from playing la Ouija. That day, I was really scared. I went back home and put it away all the way at the bottom of a dresser my mom had in her room. But at night, I couldn't sleep. I would hear the small triangle board making noises like if it was jumping inside the box trying to come out. I would tell my mom, Mom, it doesn't let me sleep. It wants me to play. And I'd be crying and crying. My mom would be next to me praying and would tell me to pray as well, but I couldn't think because I was so scared and nervous. At that time, I was with my now husband, and he took the board home and burned it on an aluminum sheet he had in his yard. So after Veronica told me her story, she continued saying that she really does not recommend anyone to play it. I mean, you're attracting like all the negative and dark spirits when you play it. She said she almost feels traumatized by it, like even when she sees it in stores. And she sent me a lot more stories that we'll be reading in future episodes. After all the stories she sent, I asked, how is it that you've seen all of this? And she said that it all started after she played it. Like it opened her up to something. I wonder if she was born with it already, like some type of sensitivity mm -hmm. and her playing it opened it up to more because that's the same mm -hmm. thing that happened to Nancy because she told me that she was already seeing things, mm -hmm. but she never saw negative things. Yeah. And ever since she played the Ouija board, she started to see all the bad stuff. Yeah. So I wonder if that's the same thing that happened to Veronica. Yeah, it could be like maybe like she said, it opened up another door. Yeah. And is all she sees bad or does she also see good? No, I think she also sees good. I mean, I, I asked her because like when she said something, I was like, oh, like, viste un fantasma, you saw a ghost. And she's like, no, like they don't really present as ghosts. Like they really look like normal people. Mm -hmm. Like it almost takes you a second look to be like, oh, wait, that person's not alive. And Nancy has told me that yeah. before. Like it, they look like real people. It's not like how we think and they're like translucent and floating around. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. there is some ghosts like that, but they don't see them like that. Yeah, she said she has said that before that. In the beginning, she would have a hard time identifying who was real and who wasn't. But as she's gotten more experienced, she can tell the difference. So it's, uh, that's mm -hmm. actually pretty cool. I don't know, Veronica had those powers. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to read. I have a lot of stories. And they're like scary. Should we start an ominous encounters? We should. Let's do it. Yeah, that may come up sometime. I know. Maybe a series, y'all. Send in your stories. I really think we have enough to make. Yeah, we do. We, um, I mean, we have a few that were sent in. I think it's like three or four that were sent in. And then her stories. I mm -hmm. think we can make it. And maybe yeah. that'll inspire somebody out there that has a story. And it doesn't have to be scary. It could be something like heartwarming or it could be a dream. Yeah. It could be things like that. It doesn't have to be like full on scary. You know? Yeah. Just something mysterious. Yeah. If you travel to other dimensions or, I don't know. Lost track of time. Exactly. That would be a cool one. Yeah. Dude, one time, it's not lost track of time, but it tripped me out. 
I was, uh, I do lash extensions. I remember, remember vividly that I told myself, oh, I need to change my glue. It's already been 15 minutes. So I get rid of the little cup that I used to put my glue, put it inside. I grab a new one. I put glue. I make my fan. And then I go to dip. And the fucking cup is empty. And I said it out loud. I was like, what the hell? And my client was like, what What happened? I was like, I, and I said, cause I always say like, oh, I'm just shaking my glue or like, mm-hmm. you know, cause I shake it with my hand and stuff. And then she was like, what happened? And I was like, I literally just changed my glue and my glue's not there. She probably thought I was fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like this bitch, is she okay? Is the glue, the fume of the glue, like fucking with her brain. But that was so weird. And it stuck to me for like, a whole week, I kept thinking, wait, did I really change the glue? Like, am I tripping? Yeah, I don't know what happened to the glue. Like, I really don't know. I remember that's weird. Yeah, that's weird shaking that it, dropping the drop, cleaning the nozzle, closing it. Yeah. And then I went to make my fan. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Where's my glue? Anyways. Yeah, so that's that. So you can send anything and send them to somethingominouspod at gmail.com. But yeah, that's the end of our episode. Mm-hmm. We hope you enjoyed episode 10. We had fun. Actually, Wait, I'm you... actually kind of scared. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of scared. I still have to drive home. I know. I actually, I feel okay. Honestly, mm-hmm. I feel okay. I think because I've been reading Psalm 91 since like I started researching. Mm-hmm. So I am telling myself I am protected and I am protected. Yeah. And funny enough, now that I think about it, because I'm still thinking about the stories, Kike didn't see anything after i I forgot to ask him like did you ever see like any spirits but i don't really think he did i mean i don't think and i think it's because he's kind of a skeptic or he started off as a skeptic um or maybe he doesn't have like a like that sense like um like a medium type of sense Mm -hmm. so he really just observed it got scared and was like yeah i'm never doing this again but thankfully like i don't think anything stuck to him i don't know but their house was scary over there in mexico so Oh, that wait, no, but he was the one that sent in La Llorona story. Exactly. Oh, you know what? I'm going to have to message him and be like, wait, what else happened after? Yeah. His story actually scared me. That's the one that scared me because I pictured it as you were saying it. I'm running this image like it's like a telenovela in my mind Mm -hmm. or something. It's like when you're reading a book, you're picturing what you're reading and that's literally what i was doing so when he says she turned to look i literally pictured her with dark eyes pinned against the wall turning with this evil ass smile or mm-hmm. laugh and like burlandose that nothing yeah, is, like that didn't hurt yeah me. like you know how fucking mayweather would be like you'll punch him oh my and god he's like <laughs> like that (laughs) but not mayweather but that's you know i really just picture the exorcist like even just this new movie when they throw holy water and they just like laugh and they're like that didn't hurt me or you know when they do stuff like that that they're like yeah that's literally like i just i just pictured it i'm like oh my god his story really creeped me out okay well thank you everyone that sent in your stories we really appreciate it and we hope you enjoyed this la Ouija episode let us know your thoughts let us know in the comments um if you like these type of like special episodes where me and you kind of contribute to one episode and read encounters and stuff because i think we have a couple more ideas of what we can cover episode 20 is probably going to be the same <laughs> thing every 10th yeah okay. that would be cool we can do yeah. that 
Yeah, well, thank you guys. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Something Ominous Podcast, on TikTok at Something Ominous, and on YouTube, Something Ominous. And don't forget to rate our podcast. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Amazon Music. Bye. Bye.